0: i tell you what I feel right now. I'll tell you what I feel right now in the Holy Ghost. As you're praying for mountains to be moved in your life. And you're praying for strongholds to be moved in your life. God wants us to do it right now for the people that aren't even here. And for this city. Let me explain it to you. Don't lose this right here. When Paul and Silas were in the jail cell, they were bound up in chains and there was no hope for escape. There was no exit strategy that they had in their mind. And so what did they begin to do? They began to sing praises in the midnight hour. Can I tell somebody, I don't care how dark it is uh, in your life right now. If you begin to sing your praises, uh, if you begin to magnify the name of the Lord, uh, that's what breaks chains. Uh, But can I tell you something? The Bible doesn't say it was just their chains that were broken. The Bible says that as they begin to sing praises and to magnify the name of the Lord in the midnight hour, that not only were their chains broken, but the chains of everybody else in that jail cell were broken. What am I saying? I'm saying that when you begin to praise God for your own situation, God will break chains for your neighbor down the way. God will break chains that person on the other side of your pew i wonder if there's some people that aren't selfish tonight that'll say i'll praise god for somebody else i'll praise god for the people that aren't here yet i'll give god a shout for the people that aren't here yeah right there do you want to see this city saved Do you want to see your family in the house? Do you want revival in this last day? Somebody shout. Somebody shout. Somebody shout. As you shout, as you shout for this city, God's breaking it at your home. As you shout for this city, God's breaking it in your life. Somebody ought to dance for the people that aren't here yet. Somebody ought to shout for the souls that aren't here. Somebody ought to shout right now. The key to revival is right here in this house. It's in your voice. Somebody lift it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody lift your voice. Somebody lift your voice. He's breaking chains. He's breaking chains. Yeah, 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 yeah. This ain't just about me. This ain't just about you. But it's about the thousands of people in Fort Myers, in Cape Coral in Lehi, in Naples, that need a move of God. It's for the thousands of people surrounding this house, that don't know Jesus. Yes! 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 Come on, can you get your own problems out of the way? Can you get your own situation out of the way? This city needs an intercessor. This nation needs an intercessor. God, let it be me. God, let it be. As you're praying right now, somebody just, somebody just got off the edge. As you're praying right now, somebody just put the gun away. As you're shouting right now, somebody just hit their knees. Whoa! Hey! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, clap your hands in this house. Clap your hands like it's already done. Clap your hands like you see the balcony full. Clap your hands like they just walked through the door. Hey! Clap your hands. It feels good in this house tonight. It feels good in this house tonight. Woo! Hey, does that feel better or what? Woo. I'm telling you, there's something about your praise that makes hell shake. There's something about your praise that makes hell quiver. When you begin to praise, mountains move. When you begin to praise, chains are broke. You got to be able to see it in the spirit. If you're looking through this flesh, you'll never see it. You got to be able to get the mind of God. I may not see the chains physically fall off, uh, but I'll see it when they walk through the back door and they place the cigarettes on the altar. I may not see the mountain move, uh, but I'll see it when they come through the back door and cancer leaves their body. I'm telling you, it won't just happen for them, but it'll happen for you in this house. Listen. Listen, I don't want us to lose this right here. I'm going to jump right into the word if that's okay. Are you on board tonight? I feel like when we just witnessed what just happened right there was God preparing us for what he's about to do. Do you believe that? No, 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 no. no. Do you believe that? That God's not done in this house. Are you going to tune the preacher out or are you going to get on board tonight? Come on, I need somebody to get on board tonight. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter number six. The book of Ephesians, chapter number six. Beginning at verse 10. The Bible says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yeah. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers. That's what we were just doing. That's what you are just experiencing right there. You are bucking up against uh, principalities. Uh, Yeah. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Somebody say it's not here. But it's up there. Wherefore. Take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand, to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Everybody say it with me. Stand therefore. I want to try and help somebody in this house tonight. Listen, in Jesus' name, we're going to go a little bit higher. Is that all right? Are you with me, Rock Church? you're not too tired are you come on we serve a god who never sleeps and never slumbers yeah yeah i'm gonna withhold my title for just a little bit but remain in this posture right here man you can say right there i won't be long all the carnal people said amen yeah that's what i thought Listen, the book of Ephesians was written... You can sit down if you want. You can stand. You can run the aisles. I don't care. The book of Ephesians was written to the church in Ephesus. Roughly the first half of the book deals mainly with doctrinal teaching, while the second half deals with the practicalities of the Christian walk. That's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about what it means to be a child of God and what that looks like. I'm going to help somebody tonight in the name of Jesus. For example, in the first chapter, Paul explains how we are redeemed by christ through his sacrifice on calvary but in chapter 5 paul instructs us on how a christian is to conduct themselves first half we've got doctrine which is important it's the first thing we need to get and then after that we learn how to be a child of god he instructs them to walk in love and in the light with the fruits of the spirit on full display And when we read this last chapter, all he's doing is continuing on with the instruction of how a child of God should conduct themselves. However, he takes a bit of a darker tone and he encourages them to be strong in the Lord and to put on the whole armor of God. You can see there's a a little bit of a military aspect to it. It starts to get a little bit on the darker side. Can I tell somebody, put on the whole armor of God. Listen, you don't put armor on unless you're going into a fight. I said you don't put armor on unless you're going into a fight. Can I just tell you right out the gate that if you think living for God is nothing but blessing, and it's nothing but roses and lilies and primrose paths, Let me tell you something. You better think again. First lady living for God is the best life. It's the only life. But it's still a daily fight. Jesus told the disciples, unless you pick up your cross and follow me. It's not pretty. Denying your flesh. Brother Stewart, the the Calvary was not a pretty scene. Denial of flesh is not a pretty thing. Fighting the enemy is not a pretty thing. Now, I'm careful when I say this, but Pentecost has too many shiny helmets and perfect shields. It's got too many shiny, well put together soldiers. With no blood stains, with no rips. This is a battle. I said, This is a battle. And if you expect anything less, you need a revelation tonight. Listen, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm not trying to scare anybody. But Brother Stewart said it so perfectly this morning. The devil wants you dead. I said, The devil wants you dead, eradicated. Because he understands that when a child of God taps into the anointing, when a child of God taps into the identity that they possess, uh, they themselves. uh, Or a threat to the entire kingdom of hell. See when when Satan killed Jesus. Bear with me. When Jesus was up on the cross. And he took his last breath. I can just see Satan. With all of his little imps. Gripping their hands. We got him. He's been undoing everything that we've been doing. He's been healing the sick. We don't want them healed. He's been casting demons out of people. He's been messing up all of our plans. But what the devil didn't realize is that when you kill the son of God, you just released his power and birthed the church so that there would be sons of God. You aren't hearing me. The same power that Jesus possessed on the earth, the same miracles he did on the earth, he looked at his disciples and said, greater things shall you do. You think raising the dead is great? Just wait till I give you the Holy Ghost. You walk by people and your shadow is going to heal. You think healing the sick is great? Just watch until I get you the Holy Ghost. You're going to look at him and say, rise. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and they'll get up off the floor and they'll start walking. The devil wants you dead. The devil wants you off this earth. Listen, he don't play fair. Has anybody found that out? The devil doesn't play fair. He'll attack you when you're weakest. He'll attack you when you're at your lowest point. And he'll tempt you and he'll draw you away. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. And he'll draw you. And He'll try and get you to fall when you're at your weakest point. The devil doesn't play fair. I never liked playing with people like that that always cheated and they always found ways around it, around the rules. There's rules and parameters to life and the devil likes to try and break every single one of them. But can I tell you, when you're a child of God and you got the Holy Ghost, you have power over that. You have power over those. Come on, somebody. For we wrestle not We need to recognize who the real enemy is. It's not flesh and blood. Does any, can you? It's not flesh and blood. Listen, you're not my enemy. Somebody hear me. You're not my enemy, Brother Hammond. I'm not in competition with you, I'm not trying to best you. Brother Isaac plays the drums like nobody else. I'd be foolish to think I can get up there and sound like Isaac. This isn't a competition. And further, petty disagreements, all that does is divide us. Last time I checked, we were the body of Christ. There is no big I's and little U's. We're all in this together. And the sooner we figure that out, The devil wants to divide us. He wants to come in between us and cause division. Because a house divided cannot stand. A house divided, if he, if he can separate people, if he can separate you from your man of God, if he can separate you from your brother. I had a preacher tell me one time. He looked at me in my eyes and I, he may have just been speaking from experience or in the Holy Ghost. I don't know what. I was about 15, I was about 16, 17 years old, something like that. I just started feeling the call of God. I I was underneath Bishop and I, I didn't really know what to do. And he looked at me and he said, listen, he said, don't you ever stray away from your man of God. He said, you get as close to him as you possibly can. And you don't let anything come in between you and him. Now, if I'm honest, I'll tell you that there are some days... Where the devil has tried to come in between me and my man of God. I'm flesh. I'm human bishop. I'm sorry. I don't get it right all the time. He'll be the first to admit it. That's what I love. I don't get it right all the time, first lady. Can I say something? I don't agree all the time. I don't agree all the time but obedience is better than sacrifice what I want isn't always the best option what I feel isn't always what's right and the sooner I can submit my will to the man of God the sooner I can submit my flesh my desires can I say something else? Bishop, if I'm out of line, please stop me. He's not always right either. <laughs> see, see. <laughs> see, some of y'all think I'm being disrespectful, but I'm not. You know why? He told me a long time ago, he said, I make mistakes just like you. I don't always get it right, but Saul, if you'll just listen, if you'll just be obedient, yeah, it may not be the right time for you. It may be out of season for you. It may not be the right move in your mind, but listen, there's some things that you don't know about in the spirit, because God's given him a special vantage point. He's the watchman upon the wall. He sees things that I don't see. And he feels things in the spirit that I don't always feel. And so I've got to learn to trust what the man of God says and what the man of God does. And even if he's not right, God is going to honor that. God will honor my submission. God will honor my obedience to the man of God. I'm trying to help somebody. The battle is not right here. The battle is not person to person. Can I, can I just give you a newsflash? That neighbor across the street is not your enemy either. That person you can't stand at the job is not your enemy either. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Listen, you've got to recognize the tricks of the enemy. When they come, I can say this now because I'm married. But there are some times, and I hope I'm not embarrassing my wife. I love you, baby. But listen, there are some times, almost every time actually, right before I'm supposed to preach, something comes in between us. Newsflash. We're not perfect. Something comes in between us and we have a disagreement. every single time and at first I started to get frustrated and it started to confuse me and I'm thinking man I've been praying all week and fasting all week she's crazy Is this not me <laughs> it is not me lord the woman that you gave me oh man I'm be in trouble tonight. That's all right. I love you, baby. <laughs> We're not perfect. Thank you, baby. I love you. We're not perfect. Things come in between us, but you gotta to learn to recognize it. And so, what we start doing is every time something comes in between us, stop and say, Hold up. Hold up. This ain't that important. This is a distraction from we need to bind together in jesus name we need to come together and unify because the devil's trying to split us up because if one can put a thousand to flight what happens when you get two people you start exponentially doing things in the kingdom of god I need you and you need me. If we want to take this city in Jesus' name, if we want to see revival, we've got to be unified. We've got to be on the same page. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. Back up one verse. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, or wherefore, because of that, because we wrestle against spiritual things, because we're not wrestling against each other, and we're not wrestling flesh, you need to put on the whole armor of God. You need to put on, can I say it like this? In order to fight in the spirit. Or in order to fight spirits. You've got to be in the spirit. In order to fight the spirits. That are attacking your family. In order to fight the spirits. That want to keep us quiet in pre-service prayer. First lady you've got to get in the spirit. And sometimes. That looks like you grabbing yourself by the ear and saying flesh you will not dictate how I feel right now you will not dictate my response right now what I want to do is sit back put my head down and go to sleep but what I need to do is I need to lift my voice Can i just help somebody the next time you're feeling attacked in the spirit don't do what you've always done don't pick up the phone and call your friends don't go to sleep and sleep it off although sometimes that helps don't go out to eat and eat all kinds of food don't get on instagram and surf for hours don't get on youtube and scroll and scroll and scroll and watch and watch and watch You need to fight fire with fire. If a spirit is coming up against you, you need to start speaking in tongues. If you feel that flesh rising up, Bishop, I need to go on a fast for a couple days. Yeah, we don't like that type of preaching. You know why, Bishop? I found out because it causes us to deny What we want, and the flesh is strong, Brother Stewart. But we make excuses for it. Well, maybe not y'all. We make excuses for this flesh. I just worked all day, I just poured out so much virtue. I ain't got nothing left. That's right there, right there, that right there is when you bow up on the enemy. And you say not today Satan. And you say not today Satan. I will lift up my voice like a trumpet. It's like David when he was coming into the city. His wife was making fun of him for dancing and he said, "What? I'll be more vile than thus." In other words, I'm going to turn up the heat just a little bit more. Because the devil doesn't like that. And you got to play. You got to fight fire with fire. Is anybody hearing me tonight? And here's the reason why. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. I'm getting right to where I want to be, all right? Somebody look at your neighbor and say, wake up. We only got a few more minutes. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. I wrestle with the scripture. Not wrestle with it. You don't wrestle with the word of God. I wrestle with myself. What does this mean? What is the interpretation thereof? When you look up the word withstand, it literally means to resist. And so the mental image I get in my head is a fight. He said withstand, but sometimes people just... If you breeze over that scripture, you'll think it just means, okay, I'm withstanding the enemy. No, it literally means to resist. When the enemy comes up against you, that's not time for you to just look off into the wind and say, oh, I don't know what's going on. The enemy's just been attacking me. He very well may be. And the reason he's going to keep attacking you is because you ain't doing nothing about it. got too many people in shiny armor I was one of them I'll tell you shiny armor polished look the part all dressed up and nowhere to go nowhere to go I like getting around some people that got some dents in the shield Woo! I like getting around some people that got rips in the shirts and they got blood stains on the sword because they've been through a couple things. Uh, and they've got a little bit of, ex- of experience. Uh. They understand spiritual warfare. This is a side note. But those are the type of people you want to influence you. You don't want somebody that's all and pri- proper. That's got it all put together. And don't look like they've been through anything. You want somebody that's got some battle scars. That's why I like Brother Stewart. Cause he ain't afraid to tell you about some things he's been through he's young but he's got high mileage he's saying listen there's gonna be some things coming up against you but it's not time for you to cower and back down and hide in a corner it's time to withstand in other words it's time to fight back Somebody needs to get their fight back tonight. The devil's been buffeting you. He's been coming up against you. I felt it in the spirit all week. The devil's been testing some people, seeing just how far he can go. It's time for you to bow up on the enemy and say, not anymore. It stops right here. You've been attacking my family all week. It stops right here. You've been attacking my health all week. It stops right here. Come on. Does anybody feel that tonight? Does anybody feel that tonight? Here we go. The next part. And this is where I want to get to. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand or resist in the evil day because some things are coming. The Christian walk is not perfect. It's not primrose paths. It's it's a fight, all right? That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. That's okay. We're going to get there. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. You've been resisting as much as you can. You've been resisting the enemy. There's some people that have been fighting back. I felt it in the spirit. There's some people that have been resisting. You've been battling all week long. And the image I get in my mind, I I, I feel like I could see it this afternoon. I saw a soldier standing in the fields of battle, bruised, battered, broken, had a sword in one hand and a bent-up shield in the other. He was bent over, taking great big gulps of air. He was tired. Tired. But his eyes had fire in him. And there was a determination on his face and a grit about him. I said, devil, you may have thrown stuff at me all week. You've been testing me all week. And I've been fighting back all week. And I feel weak right now. But I got three words. I'm Still here. You thought you knocked me down. You thought I would quit. You thought I would give up. But I got three words for you I'm still here. You thought I would leave. You thought I would give up, but I'm still here. Somebody say, I'm still here. I'm still here. I may be battered. I may be bruised. I may have rips in my shirt. I may have blood stains. But devil, I'm still here. I said I'm still, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm still here, and I'm not going anywhere. You might have been knocked down 150 times last week, uh, but I wish somebody would look the devil square in the eye and say, I'm still here. He turned his back on you for just a second because he thought you were over. He thought he had you subdued, but he heard something rustling behind him. And he looks back, and he sees you on one knee, standing up slowly, saying, I'm still here. I came to preach to somebody. You've been fighting hell all week you've been fighting hell longer than a week you've been wrestling you've been struggling but you need to get some grit about you and your determination that says no matter what comes and no matter what goes i'm still here you can check back with me on wednesday and i'll still be here you can check back with me next week, and I'll still be here. You can check back with me in five years, but I'm still here. Yeah, said I'm still here. I'm just, just look at your neighbor and tell him I'm still here. Micah seven and eight. I want to help somebody tonight. Is that all right? We got just a few more minutes. Rejoice Not against me Oh my enemy When I fall I shall Arise Listen, it's not if I fall When I fall I'm not saying I want to fall I'm not saying I'm trying to fall But I'm human and the difference between the difference between somebody that makes it and somebody that doesn't is what you do when you fall what are you gonna do when you fall on your face what are you gonna do when you mess up for the third time that week What are you going to do when you slip up and say the wrong thing? What are you going to do when you entertain that evil thought one more time? I'm still here. Where's Tobias? Where's Toby? saw this this afternoon. Toby is a Christian. He's a child of God. He's a child of God and this is what it looks like sometimes when you're when you're running the race you're walking along and the devil comes by and trips you up. Get up. you keep on walking. And the devil comes by and trips you up again. Get up. And you, it's repetitive, right? And you keep on walking. And the devil comes by and trips you up again. Bro, these are the worst falls I've ever seen in my entire life. Keep on walking. And the devil comes by and trips you There we go. And the devil trips you up again. He told me I could break a bone. He got good insurance. Get up. the devil you walk in the devil comes by and trips you you see what this is it's consistency because it's when I fall what happens when I fall I shall arise there's got to be a determination in your spirit that says I don't care what happens When the enemy trips me up, you can expect to see me standing back up. We got to stop looking at the devastation around us. We got to stop looking at the destruction that took place. And the things that happened when we trip up and fall and if you're not careful you'll sit there and you'll look around and say man I caused a lot of damage it's probably not worth it it's probably not worth it to get back up again cause I'm just gonna fall one more time if I get back up how much more damage am I gonna cause cause Where does the patience run out with God, Brother Stewart? Where does it, let me put it to you like this. Where does the patience run out with my brother? See, that's why the Bible says, Jesus said, forgive 70 times 7. That's not a specific number. He wasn't trying to say 400, what is it, 490 times? 491 (laughs) sorry bro no what he was saying was over and over extend mercy extend grace to people this is a sign and it's not in my, my notes but as an apostolic believer we ought to be the most gracious to people when they fall And the most understanding, it's like a child. It's like a child. If every time that baby threw up on you, you got upset and said, why can't you just get it right? People would look at you like you're crazy. (laughs) They probably call CPS. (laughs) Something's wrong with this one. Why? Because we understand it's a baby. They make mistakes. They don't understand right from wrong. That's why you tell them, no, don't touch the stove. It's hot. But when they keep reaching up to touch it, you don't get mad at them and throw them across the room and say, you stupid. They're going to mess it up. They're going to get it wrong. Thank God I had people in my life that extended mercy when I didn't always get it right. Thank God I have people in my life that extend grace when I don't always say it the right way, when I don't always do it right. Back to the message. This is where I want to close tonight. The book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 23. 23. The Bible gives us a little bit of a peek into the life of David and his some of his warriors. You may have heard it. David had 30 mighty men. Most theologians believe that the number 30 was just a rounded number. There's clearly there was more. There's about 37 of them. But if you read through some of them, you'll see the descriptions of the of of some of the warriors. And what makes them stand out. 23 and verse 8. The Bible says. These be the names. Of the mighty men. These men were worthy of distinction. From everybody else. Whom David had. The first. Adino the es- Esnite. He lifted up his spear against 800 Whom he slew at one time. And after him was Eleazar. The son of Dodo. One of the three. When they defied the Philistines that were gathered together to battle. And the men of Israel were gone away. He said he arose and smote the Philistines until his hand. Until his hand was weary. He was tired. And his hand clave to the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the third was Shama, The son of Agi. And the Philistines were gathered together into a troop. Where was a piece of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the Philistines. The Bible says, but he stood in the midst of the ground. And defended it. And slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. Now, those are all worthy to be preached on their own and talked about. And the feats, what they accomplished were great. Bishop, I started to notice something. I'm not a scholar, so I could be completely wrong. I'm a simple man, okay? But I noticed something. What really made these three men stand out so much was not the fact that they slew 800 men single-handedly, which in and of itself is a feat. Nobody here could do that. It wasn't that he stood and the sword clave into his hand. He fought so much. It wasn't that. It wasn't that he even stood in the field of lentils and fought by himself. And slew all of them. The greatest distinction of these three men was that they held their ground. And when everybody else ran and when everybody else fled, they looked back and they saw Shama there defending the ground. It was just a field of lentils. But he had the understanding that if I give up a little bit, they'll come closer. It was just a piece of territory in Israel. But he understood if I give up anything, they're going to come closer. It was just 800 men. And it would have been real easy for him to turn tail and head the other direction. But there was something worth fighting for. what makes the difference between these three men and every other soldier was not that they were able to accomplish great feats but it's that they were able to do it in the midst of fear and it's that they were able to do it in the midst of uncertainty and when everybody else fled they were still standing can I tell you it's not about preaching the greatest messages it's not about singing the great solos It's not about casting out devils and being used of God and traveling the world. It's not about any of that. It's about what happens on Monday morning. Will you still be standing defending something that's worth it? That's why we fight. Because we're defending something that's worth defending. We're protecting something. That's too valuable to let go of. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the fight. Here's what we're going to do. I'm closing. And I pray that I was able to get this across the way God gave it to me. I feel like God dropped something in my spirit today. The Bible talks about praise being a weapon. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 22. The Bible says, When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon. When you praise, you're fighting in the Spirit. That's why when Bishop gets up here, On Sunday morning and he starts exhorting and he starts getting people on their feet and he starts trying to move the service forward he's not doing it so we can get more views on YouTube he's not doing it so people know him as the Apostle of Praise he's not doing it so he can make himself bigger and puff him up. He's doing it because he understands uh, that when we praise God in the spirit, we're fighting also in the spirit. When you praise over here, angels and demons are fighting over here. And so here's what I want to do. You've been fighting. I don't know what you've been fighting for. But I want you to physically reach out. And I want you to grab wrap your hands around that thing that you've been fighting for in the spirit yeah somebody's already getting it right there I want you to grip it tight come on grab that thing that you're fighting for my family yeah yeah, grab that thing you're defending. Grab that thing that the enemy wants so bad. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to do just like the children of Israel did. When they walked around the walls, they were silent. Up until the last day and the last march. And what happened? They started playing instruments, and they started shouting, and they started shouting. Yeah, yeah. I want you to take that thing that you got in your hand, and I want you to put a praise on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right there. What? Two free somebody, somebody shout somebody shout somebody shout somebody shout somebody shout I'm defending the ground I'm defending the territory. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Satan, you can't have this. You can't have this. In the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody right there. You need to lift your voice. You need to lift your voice right there. Yeah, yeah. It may not be for everybody, but there's some people that got some defending. There's some people that got some territory that they're fighting over. There's some people that have been fighting the enemy. Somebody shout in this house. Somebody shout in this house. Shout until it breaks. Shout until it shifts. Shout until it changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to fight fire with fire. This praise is for my family. This praise is from my mind. This praise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's shit right there. That's shit right there. is not an ordinary praise this praise is not an ordinary praise yeah that's it somebody ought to dance over that thing somebody ought to dance over that thing What? Are coming down the walls are coming down.